Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Public Space, the podcast that explores the intersection of creativity and environment. My name is Anthony Valadez, and I'm excited about today's guest, about today's episode. But before we move forward, I just want to give lots of love to everybody who checked out our very first episode last week with Saint Panther. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's a young, bright talent. So I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from Saint Panther. And if you missed it, go check it out. It's in the archives. And uh, I also want to give love to NC Podcast. Podcast.com, Next Chapter Podcast for their amazing job. If you get a chance, go to ncpodcast.com and you can check out some of their other podcasts, including this one, Public Space. I mean, the artwork is amazing and um, just the videos are amazing because I did them. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's just great to have a team. I've always been a DIY guy because resources have always been challenging and it's always hard to find your community and your tribe that equates with your hustle and your grind. And I think I did definitely found it with ncpodcast.com. If you're an independent artist, if you're a DIY person, let's connect, let's engage, let's build our own community. Find me on socials. It's easy. It's at Anthony Valadez. Would love to hear from you regarding your feedback on the podcast, maybe potential folks that you think I should talk to. I love subcultures. Anytime I walk into like a, a bookstore, I love finding those subculture magazines and kind of seeing what's happening artistically, creatively, and communally. So moving forward again, ncpodcast.com. All right, got that out of the way. What do we have coming up today? We've got a very special guest out of Jamaica. Her name is Coffee. And at the time of this recording, it was just amazing. She's a young, bright talent who went on to win the first Grammy for a female artist in the reggae category. Now, when we talk about exploring space and environments in her creative process, what caught me off guard was the fact that sometimes you're affected politically by your space and your environment and that's one of the things we touch on and i think you're really gonna love this and she's amazing and since then it's so great to see her grow again coffee on this week's edition of public space the first female artist to win a grammy in the reggae category she stopped by venice we hung out and she was so um she was so lit up by by the boardwalk and uh, the energy of the ocean and she just had this huge smile on her face so i'm excited to share this episode with you again this is public space shout outs to ncpodcast.com if you haven't been there go check it out it's amazing all right all right let's kick this off and shout out to stacy carter for producing this all right let's get into it here's coffee public space let's go today we are hanging out with uh somebody that i respect highly greatly she's doing her thing coffee how are you thank you i'm fine thank you pleasure to be here pleasure to have you here uh, i want to take it back because one of the things that i love and respect about you is your growth as an artist has been very organic uh you made a video about somebody you respect can you talk a little bit about that definitely usain bolt he is a role model for mm -hmm. jamaica he's somebody who i think has put us on the map to a great extent especially in this for this generation mm. and he's a very respectable person somebody youth can look up to and learn a lot from especially as it relates to our careers being successful and still remaining humble so i just wanted to highlight all his positive qualities the things he's accomplished or he had accomplished at that time still has but at that time i just wrote that tribute legend as a as an appreciation for him while he's alive, you know, so that he can hear it and enjoy it. And, mm -hmm. and it, did you expect for it to take off the way it did? To be honest, I was hoping that he would see it, but I did not expect that he would find it, repost it, and, you know, start a whole career for me or anything. I was not 
I was not. I wasn't thinking yeah. along those lines. Yeah, and, and it took off, and he reposted it. Yes, yes. Where were you when you found out he reposted it, and what was your reaction in that moment? I was actually I was in my home in Spanish Town, and I was very yo started screaming. I think we got the in Jamaica when he was running like the races in Beijing. I think that was the first, the biggest platform he had been on at that time. Mm. In Jamaica, we have this thing when exciting things happen, we get like the pot covers the covers like mm-hmm. and there's nothing together like symbols oh like to make so, yeah noise. so yeah. when i found out that you reposted it my mom and i were actually doing that we we're like just making noise celebrating and stuff like we didn't know what it would turn into but we knew we were very happy about it at the time mm-hmm. like, we just expressed it as such and another thing that I love about you, like not just being an organic artist, but you're self-taught with the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Were you ever discouraged or did you know you were going to play it in mass? Um, to be honest, I always just had the passion. I love the hearing it. I love the way it worked. And I was always inspired to learn something new on it and try to create. And I think it remains the same to this day. To be honest, I've been on the road a bit, so I haven't practiced as much, but the love is still there. And whenever I get a guitar, my fingers, my fingertips still, do, you know, really? rub off. Yeah, I just... That's how my fingers are because I play. Oh, wow. I just picked one off today, but it gets very hard because of the strings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's so inspiring. And did you have an influence in the church being raised definitely, in your house? Definitely. I was born in the church. I was born into the church. So the Seventh-day Adventist church is a very musical denomination. So we sing a lot of hymns. We have a lot of what we would call choruses that we you know, hum or sing before prayer and stuff. So we harmonize and... The whole church sounds like a choir because of how we understand music and how we deliver it, I would say, mm-hmm. in praise and worship. So it has a lot to do with my musical understanding. And at the same time, you, you were very conscious and aware of what was happening. You said Spanish Stone is where you grew up? Yeah, Spanish Stone. There were a lot of things happening uh, from a social standpoint that mm-hmm. uh, were uh, inspiring you to kind of speak out against. Yes. What were some of those things that were happening in your community? Well, political injustice is something that is very difficult to avoid in Jamaica or ignore because it's a small country and it's literally mm. everywhere. I would say as a country we do tend to feel very disappointed with the government but it doesn't matter who is in governance at that time so I think it has a lot to do with us as a people too. So I was thinking you know if I start speaking out about these things maybe on a cool beat that people could bop to then they would be more inclined to learn from it and be inspired by it and Maybe this could be a movement, and I see where it, it has been working, and it inspires me to continue to do the yeah. same thing. It's funny because that same thing resonates in America, the yeah. way, same thing. And then I can't help but to think about uh, the inspiration of Bob Marley exactly. and his voice exactly. and those timeless words. Oh, gosh, yes. yes Does yes. that ever inspire you to write timeless songs? Most definitely, and it also inspires me to write truly. Mm-hmm. Bob, whenever I listen to him, I know he meant whatever he was saying. He didn't just write it or he didn't have that written for him mm-hmm. he was expressing how he felt and that's always something that gives me chills and mm. it just reminds me of how real I need to keep the music mm-hmm. yeah. it's so funny I, I sit here with you and you're very you're very uh, uh, enlightened but you. you used to get in trouble in school talking a lot in class um, when I was in primary school, this is about between the ages of like 6 and 11, I would say. Mm-hmm. I used to be a bit talkative. So whenever we get the school report, yeah. the teachers would put, you know, she can do her work, but she talks so much. So my mom used to talk to me about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I just grew to be a very quiet, antisocial person. Like if we weren't having this interview, I would be just like, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting quiet because it's become me. I think I learned so much from 
being too talkative that I've now come to realize the importance of silence and you know just analyzing rather than speaking. How old are you again? Nineteen. That's <laughs> such an amazing that it took me maybe forty years to learn <laughs> what it took you in that amount of time that I just find it's so hard to man, much props for that. Is it true you also DJ for fun? Um, no, I can't DJ to save my life. You can't DJ. You mean DJ like tracks in play music? No, I can't. Ooh, no, I can't. People be bored. Like switch the song. I don't know about that. <laughs> if you could put together a playlist, like with genres, what, what genres outside of reggae are you into that people may not know? Currently, I have three playlists on my phone. One of them is strictly gospel. One is strictly dancehall, and one is a mixture between. Afrobeat, dancehall, and R&B. Mm. So those are the three. Like I like to mix it up a bit, but then I have moods as well. So the gospel and the, I like I don't have too many moods. So the gospel is for like you know, before a show, like if I feel meditation or extra thankful on a particular day. Mm-hmm. And dancehall is when I'm trying to get lit for a party or something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Between those two, and then R&B is probably like when I'm traveling, when I'm when I have long drives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned Afrobeat. Are you? Surprised or, or does it make sense to you? I noticed like Afrobeat is popping up in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing Drake songs, yeah. um, even even Latin music. Mm-hmm. This quote unquote explosion, we keep hearing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by this, or does it just make sense? To you? I think it makes more sense to me than it does surprise me mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a time for every music or every kind of music, and I feel like know that dancehall slash reggae and afrobeat and as you said like latin music and stuff has been on the uprise i think people have been searching for like a, a real a real vibe or like a rougher vibe as opposed to a more polished vibe mm. mainstream as really to mainstream so i think afrobeat reggae dancehall latin i think what we have in common is that we our culture speaks so loudly through our music and it's just what we know that we put out there yeah. people are able to enjoy that and i think people are in that mood right now if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. and also with the internet yeah, ideas exactly. are being tossed around exactly, exactly. congratulations on the success of rapture you. were you ready for all this love coming at you at one time um i would say we prepared for it as well as laying the foundation mm-hmm. do it, doing what we needed to do at the time so i'm a bit pleasantly surprised because i think i didn't expect all the successes you know like mm-hmm all the accomplishments that it has made but I still am thankful and I still know that I prepared for it by putting the work in in the first place yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the remixes that stand out is a remix by Muro Masa yeah 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 are you familiar with Muro's work yes and and what did you think of that remix when you heard it because I like again going it's, back to it's so dope like the way yeah. it's like it's so dope I don't know yeah. when I heard it the first time I was in the UK and I was like ooh this is a bop yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe it's also interesting too how like reggae music is different in California than it is in London exactly. in the UK <laughs> how do you deal with that adapting to all these different uh, interpretations of reggae and dance music um, there's something to learn from each place and then I think the kind of music that survives in a particular place speaks a lot to how people express and how they understand things so then I know that in Jamaica in the Caribbean Reggae music is natural to us, so we interpret it in a different, like um, a rougher way. Mm-hmm. And and then when it comes to like LA, I think it's a little bit more polished in a good way too. And it shows you how you can mix your music or how you can bridge the gap between Jamaica and LA and come here, be able to perform and have people engage you and enjoy it by doing a little bit of what you know as well as what they like. Like it teaches you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all the success. Coffee, we appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. Thank Pleasure you. coming here. Likewise. Bless you.
All right, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Public Space is a production of Next Chapter Podcast. NCP elevates bold, authentic voices to enlighten and inspire audiences seeking truth and human connection. Check it out, ncpodcast.com. Shout out to Stacey Carter, our producer of this amazing podcast. My name is Anthony Valadez, and next week I'm excited about that guest, but you got to stay close because uh, we'll be announcing that on socials. Find us, let's connect, let's engage. All right, have a great week. Peace.